We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. One, two, three, listen. You gotta have a like the why, and we know our why. So you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yep. Millions and millions of people have done this already. You can get help, you can get a roadmap, you can save a lot of time, money, and frustration. <laughs> Welcome to the Value Add Podcast with K&K. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the wonderful, the fabulous Value Add with k and I think Today, I need to do the intro from now on. <laughs> yeah, can we, can we Crystal? <laughs> what? That's our intro. <laughs> this is our intro right now. We are live, people, and she just interrupted me. Do you know why? For you. Because we don't have a guest. We have no guest today. We are guest free. But we're going to talk about, Monty wanted us to talk about a couple of things. So we went through, I think like four or five topics and Crystal and I picked, or I picked. You, you picked? Pick. I had no idea what we were talking about today. She still doesn't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Monty's like, I'm just here. We're talking about how to bleach your hair when you're blindfolded. <laughs> Not really. So today um, we're going to talk about I guess the easy thing is, is why would you work with somebody like Crystal or Kenny? So why would you get a commercial loan with Crystal? And why would you get a residential loan with me? And why would you possibly just not go direct to a bank? As simple as that sounds, we wouldn't be employable or have businesses if it was that simple for the average person. So Crystal, I'll let you kind of go first. And we can kind of talk. Um, obviously, you get you get this all the time. Like every other day, you get somebody to call you and go, "Hey, look, I was going to go to direct to the bank, but I got referred to you. So why would I why would I use you over going to bank X?" Yeah, um, there's you know a lot of reasons why you would. I mean, even for me, I mean, I know a lot of people don't do this either but for example why would you go to an insurance broker over going direct to the insurance company to get insurance um that's because your insurance broker knows every single insurance company out there who's offering what who's most competitive who all the little caveats because i was just laughing with one of my bankers who actually came to us for a loan as well or came to me for a loan on his apartment building and we were kind of laughing like gosh every lender has this thing or that thing but nobody has the whole package together there's every there's like a little sacrifice here or there it's like the best rate but then the prepay is a little you know onerous or you know maybe they don't offer interest only and that's what you need or you know nobody has that kind of full package um so for me, I talk to... You're the full package. I'm the full package. Yeah, baby. I can... Um, we basically talk to all sorts of different sources. How many sources, probably? 20, um, 30. You know, it's interesting because we probably have like 100 different sources, depending on what you're looking wow. for or more. That's a lot. But then we do have those sources that we're using. Obviously, we kind of have our top uh, lenders and sources what, that 10, we use. Top 10, 15? I would say, yeah, 10 to 15, just depending if it's, you know, we have our top private money sources, our top bank sources, our top agency sources. Um, so it just kind of depends on what your situation is. And the other thing is, is a lot of people, you know, don't know about loans. And just like you go to a doctor to get a diagnosis, you don't Google it and diagnose yourself. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> You know, you go to someone who specializes, who, you know, I specialize in financing. If you want to come talk to me about, you know, insurance or sports or something, I'm not your girl. But if you want to talk to me about financing, this is what I do day in and day out all day, every day. Um, This is what Mitch does all day, every day. So we know this like the back of our hand. So we know who's competitive. Um, We know the way your package needs to be presented. And that's really important because um, it's funny. I was just given a package yesterday for um, a refi we're doing or working on in Tucson and the guy gave me his financials and I know that if a bank had seen this, they're not going to look at it the way that I would look at it. You know, this person's writing off travel expenses and their cell phone and they're writing off miscellaneous expenses. I don't even know what that was, but it was a big number. So that's when we call them. We go through, what is this? What is that? Hey, your repairs and maintenance look high what was included here. Oh, sorry, I included, you know, repaving the asphalt. Um, Okay, well, that's a one-time expense. I don't need to include that. Great, we can back that out. Um, 
on the second on the other hand if somebody's portraying their expenses to be too low lenders have certain you know thresholds that they require if if they took back the property what would it cost them to operate at so, so basically jumping in here what you're saying is is if I'm a borrower or your client and I have an apartment building and no matter what I go to Bank X, I send them all my information, they look at it, and they basically go like, hey, you've got, you write a lot of stuff off here, even though it might be BS, because you're just playing the tax game, right? Right. Which you can when you're self-employed, it's one of the benefits. Um, the presentation was not pretty, you, you, there was no presentation, you just threw, basically it's like throwing shit against the wall and hopefully it works. Yeah, I mean, as another example, he sent me the the 2019 PNL and it says January 1 through April 19th and I look at it and I go, "Well, that's weird because it's like maybe 2 months of collections, not 4 months." So, when I call him, "Oh, yeah, my bookkeeper is going to come in and add March and April from the property manager. She hasn't come in yet." So, these are the kinds of things that cause a slowdown and they cause confusion for a lender and lenders are used to kind of processing these things quickly. It's it's kind of like giving your information to an underwriter and being like, it's a mess. Here, figure it out. That's well, not the way that you present as your we say package. in our business, garbage in. Garbage out. So what we mean is if your presentation is garbage, what do you think you're going to get back? The underwriter is going to push it back and say, I'm not interested in reviewing this. So if you want me to give you an answer, it's going to be no because – this is a this is a just a concoction of garbage because there was no thought, there was no presentation, and what am I what am I looking at here? You know, so right or you know you're gonna get a long, you're you're gonna get an outcome that you don't like. So if you're not organized in your presentation, you're not going to get what you want. So um, when we get a package or I get information, I have already talked to the client about what they want, what they're looking for, and now I'm looking at their information from that mindset of. Can we even achieve what they're looking for? If we can't achieve what they're looking for, I'm looking at what are the reasons and what are the possible ways to get there? Is there an easy way that we can get there? Hey, maybe your rents are a little bit low and you can give out some 30-day rent increases that are pretty pretty minimal and we can qualify. So by the time you close, those rents are in place and you can get to the loan amount that you need. So basically with you, what you're saying is if somebody comes to you, the first thing you're doing is putting their package completely together together, understand globally what's going on with them, and then obviously setting at, at the expectation of a presentation that you're going to go to the bank with. Once you figure that out, then you're going to back that in and go, okay, based on this is a purchase, this is a refi, this is a cash out, you've got a little bit of hair here, there's a problem here, there's a problem with your credit, whatever it is, this is the best banks to go to. Because a lot of people just go to the same bank over and over again. That's when you get a well, call. Well, it's more like, like these are the lenders that are going to fit for your scenario. Exactly. It may be what you, you're looking for. It may not. But at least you know the reality and you know it from, from someone who's done so many of these transactions. I mean, we know what we're doing. I mean, we funded over a billion dollars. I probably should retally this because I've been saying it for a year now. But So we funded over a billion dollars in transactions. Um I know what people are looking for, and we've worked from with everybody from that really seasoned, experienced real estate investor to that first-time apartment buyer and everything in between. And, and for example, I mean, we're doing a purchase right now that miraculously it qualifies for 75% loan-to-value. In San Diego. In San Diego. They were shocked that they could get it. The broker was shocked that they were able the to lender. get it. The lender pushed back. The lender pushed back and said, "Hey, you don't have these guys. Don't really have enough experience. I think we're gonna we're gonna only do seventy percent." And I'm like, "No. Here's all the bullet points of why this deal makes sense. And I get that it's weird that we can get to seventy five percent loan to value, but they shouldn't. You know, and they, and it's, they, it's odd, but it, it works. We're gonna get there, and yeah. it makes sense. So we got our we got our LOI at seventy five percent loan so to value. So let me ask you this question. So, um, sometimes you have clients who are experienced. And sometimes they'll just keep going to the same bank because they know how to present their package. They're really strong and they just keep boom, boom, boom. But all of a sudden they just go to that bank one day and they go, hey, Crystal, I'm going to my normal bank. And they said, we can't achieve the loan amount you want. And that's a lot of times when you deal with the big guys, that's where you come in. Or they're like, hey, Crystal, I know I own all these apartments, but I'm actually need to do something a little different. 
I'm going to go build an apartment building and my bank is like, we don't do that. So that's where a lot of times if somebody's like somebody might be listening, that's the first time, like you do deal with experienced buyers and yeah, maybe down the road when you come more experienced, you have a bank, you just keep going to, and they're going to be like, I don't need you anymore, but you're here because sometimes they do need you or sometimes that bank they're going to, they think like, Oh, I'm going to go back to this bank. You're like, yeah, that's great. But there's three other banks that have way better terms. And even with my fee and everything that I'm going to present you as the broker, I still can beat their terms. Isn't that correct? Yes. So uh, there's some times where maybe uh, I can meet their terms. There's some times where maybe I beat their terms. Um, we obviously are compensated. So sometimes maybe you're paying me a fee to get similar terms or not. I mean, it just depends. But this is when I look at this is you have to look at this as any other business. Um, if you're over here trying to like step over pennies to make dollars, then that's not necessarily the right business mindset. So absolutely some clients go direct and that's the best deal for them. Maybe they have this slam dunk easy deal. It's not, you know, something that they really need help with. I get it. I'm not for everybody perhaps. But that being said is also you have to look at it on the flip side. If you want to be a real estate investor and you want to have this as a business, then your time is best spent doing what you do best and hiring experts in their field. So this is the thing. People want to know everything about everything. And that's just impossible. So if you're, you're coming at it from that standpoint, you're going to be very frustrated. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. And you're probably going to cost yourself a lot more money than if you had hired an expert to do the things that you don't know how to do. You don't do your own taxes for a reason. Why? Because CPAs know the tax laws. You pay them to do it. I guess you could probably go do your own taxes. But you're probably going to make some mistakes and cost yourself some money in the long run. Probably best to go ahead and pay a CPA for that. So you hire an insurance agent to save you money. And if you haven't, I've seen plenty of people that go straight to farmers or State Farm or these places and pay thousands of dollars extra a year for their thousands. insurance. Tons. We've Tens saved so many clients money just referring them to our insurance person. That saves them a ton of money. So again, you thought you were doing good by going direct. Maybe you think these brokers, they make you know, commissions and I can save. No, not always the case. In fact, probably a lot of times it's not the case. So I'm you just another, not, then, then there's management. You might I'm just not another management. expert that you can have in your arsenal for when it comes to financing. So you get out there, you find the deals, you make, you make the relationships with the brokers, you do all of those things. Um, that's your job. So I don't know. Do you want to go shop 10 different lenders? Do you want to be sure that you're getting the best rates and terms? Do you want to make sure that your package is packaged properly so that way you have the best chance of having a smooth transaction? And more importantly, if and when issues do come up in your financing, because inevitably they do, not every transaction, but they do, do you want to have an expert that knows how to navigate you through that issue? And so, talk – and because what a couple of things I'm going to say is what I know is – some people refinance and they do one deal every three years or every five years. Right. And that's your relationship with the bank. Yeah. Crystal's doing maybe one deal every month with them, maybe two. So who do you think has a better relationship? There, there is there. So the other thing is, is um, I'm going to say this and I'm going to give everybody a secret and nobody's going to tell you this, but we're going to tell you today. You can go ask a banker and say, be honest. Would you rather a deal come from a borrower or a broker? And what are they going to say, Crystal? Uh, most of the time, it's a broker. Because, and why? Because we do all the work. I mean, we package the deal. We know exactly the way they want to see it. We know exactly the way their underwriters you are going to look at it. You make their life easy. So this is what? When you come in, they have to do this. They get paid the same regardless. But I also make the borrower's life easy. So everybody's everybody's getting it easier because we fill out all the forms. We know exactly the way that the deal needs to be presented. We know the language. So, I mean... And the pushback. Real estate brokers have language and lenders have language. So we're all in real estate and we all have our own special language, some of it which you may or may not know. But underwriters have their own language. Yep. So we speak their language. Chief credit officers. We know what they're looking for. We know what kind of politics our bankers deal with, with their bank. And we know how to navigate through that as best as possible. Some people are easier to work through. Some people are more difficult. We know where the pain points are and we definitely think about that when we're placing loans. Sometimes I might come to you and say, hey, I have this really amazing rate for you. It's great. But this lender, it's 
kind of difficult to work with. They're kind of, you know, stringent on things. So if you want to go through this process, know it's going to be a little bit more difficult, but I'm going to get you the best rate. This rate over here is a little higher, but they're really, you know, so easy to work with, great with exceptions, things like that. What do you want to do? And the other one, another little tip is if you have a really clean deal, it's a really good low LTV. The other thing that Crystal and Mitch do is they basically, unfortunately, is they'll present it to the five top banks that have the pricing and they'll negotiate them off each other and they'll negotiate you down a rate that's probably better than you just going to the one because they all want the deal. It's cookie cutter. They're like, oh, we're going to do the work. Yep. Their chief credit officer's like, oh, we want these in our pipeline. And we, they that's where they give, hey, let's give rate exceptions. And you know what? If you don't know where to go, you won't get them. But if you know where to go, you'll get them. So to recap, basically, um, using somebody like you is really is hiring ex an expert making sure you really understand what exactly you're trying to do in the loan process. Like what do you, what, what's the transaction? Is it purchase rate and term refi cash out refi, maybe a construction loan also is make sure that package and presentation is perfect. And then also making sure you're going to not just the correct lender, the best lender for overall. Remember you're talking the best term, the best prepay, maybe the best fees, and there, there's there's a lot of different things. And then also there's other things though, like the appraiser. What appraiser are you gonna get? Some of these lenders have these appraisers know. that are, you know, so we know kind of which lenders are, are using who and the most and you know, an appraiser, especially right now when break a deal. lenders are kind of starting to feel like maybe there's a shift in the market it's like we're not seeing it, but they're like, Wow, it's been great for a while. So they're getting a little bit more conservative here and there appraisers are doing the same so it's like you want to get that appraiser that's not going to nitpick every little thing uh, we were just laughing about this mitch and i the other day a client said oh there's some potholes in my parking lot is the is the, the appraiser gonna you know comment on that and we're like no this appraiser's not the guy who's gonna go out there and notate all this stuff because <laughs> if it's notated in the appraisal you better believe the the lender's gonna have to do the something underwriter. about it the they're gonna have to say we're gonna do a hold back or you have to do this or that or make those repairs and you don't really want that kind of an appraiser so we've got people who like we know who's doing what and that's another thing we attend the majority of our appraisals Mitch or I are there so we look at the property we sometimes drive the property if I know that the property is not in great shape like I drive before. the property and it's like you know what you should do xyz this handful of things because if they see these things they're going to start nitpicking everything and that is not what you want on a loan situation so um we've had it where clients listen to us and things go through smoothly we had a client who came to us most recently you know who it is that we started the loan we told him to do these things because his property wasn't yep. looking so good he didn't do them the appraiser came out it became a problem on the loan we said we kind of told you this was going to be an issue do more stuff so he canceled the loan and then came back to us two months later and said well i really need that money so i'm going to go ahead and do all this work now and i'm ready to move but forward. if he had done the work up front it would have been less than what they we required. told him to do it up front he yep. said yes 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 we got out there with the appraisal the work wasn't done so now the second time around he actually did the work the appraiser went out there everything went through smoothly we had no problems so that's so I what mean, we do what they're getting with you is somebody that's been doing this 16 years, funded a billion dollars of loans, has bought and sold a lot of your own property, has managed at one point yet a thousand units, has done a lot of unit turns, rehabs, dealt with so many different lenders, appraisers, underwriters, chief credit officers. You know the guidelines, you know the ins and outs, you know the lingo, all this. You're getting like a well oiled machine and literally. People sometimes bitch and complain like, oh, I got to pay this fee. But in the long run, that fee, you're getting all this experience. It's just like the, the how it goes. You pay for what you get, just like with an attorney, just like with a CPA, just like anything else. Like if you're looking to buy real estate and you're looking to cut corners, at the end of the day, you actually might be the one that's going to get hit. Correct. With any of these people. Insurance, CPA, real estate attorneys, Having the right lender, I mean, the right rehab guy, the right property manager, all yes. this stuff. It yes. all goes hand in hand. If you want to go half-ass and cheap it, then expect half-ass cheap results. If you look at the guys that have big portfolios that are doing it right, they have 
they have they are surrounded by an amazing team. That's why they're able to do it. Absolutely. And and that's the thing because there is gonna come a time where you run into something that is unknown. And if you haven't built that team of people, that team of experts in the various like fields that you're gonna run into and need for your real estate business, you're going to be scrambling. And there is nothing worse than coming into an issue and scrambling to figure it out. And then you're calling people that you've never dealt with, never worked with before, with your, you know, critical issue and you 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 have to kind of trust them for their expertise and not only that I mean just people charge you know it's funny because growing up my parents owned a plumbing company so it's like whenever we had slab leaks it was like cha-ching we got a slab leak it's because you knew you could charge because that person was in a situation bind they were yeah they have to get it fixed middle of the night after hours going up Everything, yeah, it's an emergency. So when you're in an emergency situation, you need to have that team of professionals like on hand that you've already built that relationship with that you can come to rather than scrambling at the last minute, going to somebody you don't know and getting having to pay an arm and a leg for it or a premium for it because you didn't build that relationship ahead of time. Yeah, and I'm going to leave this with, well, this goes with both of ours, but it's not just about, when you when you when you're hiring or you're working with somebody like this, if you really think it's just about your loan, then you just don't understand what the value we bring. I mean, there was a client recently that was in what basically was having issues with a family member. They had to split up, sell the building. There was a fight. We had, we had referred him an attorney to help out. The other thing is, is he was going to because he's so frustrated and such disarray and stressed out. You know who I'm talking mm-hmm. about. He was literally going to sell his apartment building, take the capital gain, and just, I'm done. And I said, no, you're not. You're going to go find a building, buy it, exchange it. Why are you going to pay all that money? Because he was so frustrated and burnt out and pissed off, and he thought that was the solution. Well, well and now, you're, yeah, you're in now, a pressure situation. Now we're going next Tuesday or whatever to view his property, and we saw him in the parking lot, and he was just saying, my gosh, I was about ready to make all these stupid mistakes. Yeah, we ran into him at escrow. He all just these, signed his all these stupid mistakes, but yeah. he realized that you're coming from us. This isn't, we're not emotional. We're not in the fan flight. We're going to tell you, wait a second. Whoa, 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 wait a second here. We deal with this all day. What we don't, you don't think we deal with families getting divorced, our deaths, our arguments, our, it's always that. It's when somebody dies, it's like, here's the portfolio and here we go. Everybody wants the money. So there's strategies that we can help you with. We have a team around us too that we can bring in to help you as well. So if you just think we're here to help your mortgage, I promise you, once you dive in with us, it's going to be like, we can save you insurance. Maybe you need a better CPA. Maybe you need a real estate attorney. Maybe you need a better property management. Maybe you need a handyman. Maybe you need insurance, whatever it is. That's, that's what we're here to do. So that's the commercial. That's kind of like why you'd use a commercial broker. Is it always, do you always have to use a commercial broker? No. Could you use a commercial broker? Yes. Could you go direct? Absolutely. And I think we kind of went through the benefits of going direct or not. And going direct, sometimes you could just save money. And that's the same as my business is why are you going to hire somebody like Kenny? You know, one, the one thing that people ask me all the time, I, I just got asked this question this week, is um, Crystal, you're a licensed real estate broker. Why don't you sell your own properties? And I said, well, that's great. I, I probably could have saved myself. Like, believe me, I we just paid, what, $120,000 in commissions to sell our two properties. So maybe let's and just say property you're gonna sell. let's just say safely that we didn't represent both sides. I could have probably saved like, you know, 60 grand. So great, right? $60,000. That's not, that's not chump change, but that's also really small thinking. Why did I, why did we sell our properties with a broker? Yeah. Brokers, another professional. Because those are relationships. Those are people who are pounding the phones every day, talking to sellers. We're buyers of property too. I'm not just a seller. They have relationships that we don't have. They have relationships. They've built them for years, years. I mean, we were just talking to um, another broker that finally closed a deal with a seller he's been talking to for 10 years. I'm not going to spend 10 years talking to one seller that may possibly sell their building to me. I'm talking to a broker who's talking to hundreds of owners, probably thousands on a yearly basis, cultivating relationships. So it would be really short-sighted for me to think that I'm going to sell my property, take my commission because I'm saving $60,000 and that's a lot of money. 
just I'm I'm in a 1031 exchange. We're in a tight market right now. I'm not going to get a deal. If we have I'm, a job too. I'm not going to get a deal if I'm that broker that's selling my own properties. I pay people to sell my properties and it's worth every penny. So this is exactly what I'm talking about with a mortgage broker. Maybe you do go direct. I don't know. Maybe that's the case. For me, do I manage my own properties? Do I, I, I pay, you know, we pay Mitch in our office to do our loans. Why? Because that's what you do. I pay a professional to put my package together. I put my trust in them. Because we want to work and make money. We want to sit over here and do our loan. No, That's I'm, not making money. I pay the professionals to do their job, and then I go do my job. And I make the money that I need to make so that I can keep investing. So for me, it's my time is very valuable, yep. and I should be doing it. I should be spending time doing those things that make me the most amount of money. So if I want to think small and spend my extra time listing my property and selling my property and shopping my insurance around and shopping my lenders around, I can do that. But I'm I'm not going to be able to do the podcast and buy properties and hang out look at daughter. new properties and hang out with my family and travel and do the things that I want, do work on marketing, do all these things. I have to pick what I'm going to work on. And for me, it's I'd rather pay those brokers to sell my properties. Do you know how much money I've made off the brokers I've paid to find me properties? We've made millions of dollars. I've paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to them, but I've made millions of dollars. So this is the kind of thing that we need to think about when you're talking yeah, that's, about that's, saving that's money. A, that's a good point about brokers because brokers, uh, commercial brokers, especially for in real estate, those guys will make you rich. They really will. If you have the right relationships – and you dive in deep and you're loyal, they will make you rich. And because, and when you're a good buyer, I know we talked before, when you're a good buyer and you know that's another thing, being a good buyer. This is the other thing is, is to wrap this up is when you're buying a building and you have somebody like Crystal on your side, you have a coach. You have somebody that's gonna be like, hey, we're going in. You're like, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Like, you have a good deal. I wouldn't go in and start asking for this and that. You're going to blow the deal. Like, I'm telling you right now, this is your first deal, your second or third deal. Well, this isn't my first or second or third rodeo. So there's so many things that you need to know when you're buying commercial real estate because you want to have that You want to have that image that you're a good buyer. Not to mention that some of our uh, clients come to us when they're looking at deals. And I'm like, you know, we've been around. So we know most of the brokers here in San Diego. And, you know, I'll say like, Oh yeah, I know that bro broker. And if I if I send you the financing quote and they say you're working with Crystal, I'll, I'll end up on the phone with the broker and go like, this is a really solid buyer, super easy to work with, they're really great, super qualified, no issues here. That makes them feel better to go back to their seller and say, oh, okay, I know the broker. She's known this client. She's worked with them for years. Um, there's no no problems with them getting the financing or them getting the deal. Um, all that kind of stuff kind of plays into it. So if you don't think that relationships don't win you deals, we, you and I personally have won <laughs> deals that we were looking to buy because made a lot of money because the sellers knew us. Oh, Crystal and Kenny, they're they're good buyers. Their broker, they're easy to their work with. The seller's broker is saying no, go with them and, and cheerleading us on. Not our broker, their broker. We right. don't have to so, do anything. I mean, we How's had that? one our, the property that we just closed and, on last week when we bought it. There was twenty five offers, twenty five other offers. We won the offer in large part due to us knowing the, the property manager for the seller. Yep. Or the, and they were also the broker. So yep. uh, relationships do matter in this business. They matter in every business. Um, and that's also a really – I mean, I, I know that I'm kind of going off the deep end here, but uh, you know, with clients that are now saying, oh, San Diego is so expensive. I'm, I'm starting to look and you know, I'm going to go buy in Texas or I'm going to go buy in Arizona or New Mexico or these places – you know, you have to be really careful because you are an outsider coming in to someone else's territory. And it's like, oh, really? You want to buy a deal? Let me give you that shitty deal that I can't sell to my good clients because they know, but you're new. Like, you'll take this deal. So these are the kinds of things that you need to know in real, in real estate and in all industries. Relationships really matter. Relationships are critical. It's, and if you don't have those relationships, you got to be really careful about the information. You have to be educated. So you want to team up with somebody who's here to help you grow and build that relationship with you. Like Kenny mentioned, I'll tell you if it's not a good deal. I'm not here to make a commission. I think we do enough business. We've had a lot, enough success in our lives. And I'm looking at the long term. I'm looking at being here for a long time. So I want to help you build your portfolio. I'm not just here to make that quick buck and move on to the next guy. I'm yep. not a transactional broker i am a, a relationship broker yep. and i will help you find other relationship 
you know, based people in whatever industry you need, whether it's your insurance person or your attorney or your real estate broker or those things, that we're here to build relationships and do good business. You definitely, no matter who you work with or where you go, where you invest, need to make sure that you're cultivating those relationships because if you don't, you can get in, you know, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. Um, I would say my side of residential is a lot of what crystal said because we bring we actually share a lot of clients so i work with a lot of real estate investors that actually don't even really know anything about residential so it's funny they have 50 million dollars of commercial loans but when it comes to get a residential loan they are literally a deer in headlights so let's talk about that though kenny because uh, i mean you're kind of diving into the like real estate investor who needs a residential loan and what I tell people all the time is that like I hate residential loans and I see what you deal with on a daily basis and I would never like I don't know that you could pay me any amount of money to do that um it's just one billion I mean no it's just a bunch of like non-common sense yeah bullshit that you deal with because of because it's regulated. So it's their, if it's explain a, a little bit about the typical real estate investors. I mean, we can talk about those people who have maybe somebody who maybe even just owns 10 properties. We yeah, have, we can go quickly. So if somebody owns 10 properties and they have five LLCs, how does that look for you on a real estate side? For me, once again, like Crystal says, I get clients that call me and said, hey, I've got a million bucks. And with Wells Fargo, I walked in. And I thought for sure they're just going to give me this loan, right? Because it's Wells Fargo. I have a million bucks. and Makes sense, right? Yeah, it's easy. Like, of course, they're just going to bend over backwards. And I get a call that it's usually three weeks later. They couldn't get it done. And let's just say they're not saying nice things about anything. They're just It doesn't matter if it's Wells. It could be any other big bank because the person that you walked into behind the counter at Wells Fargo, no offense to whoever it is, they're new. They don't have 15 years of experience. They don't have all the kind of files and they haven't gone through this whole process with you know thousands of loans and done all these deals. So you're trying to talk to some guy that has been in you know, six months or a year saying, hey, I got five LLCs. I own 30 properties, this and that. I, just, I need you to get this one loan done. The guy's like, how do I even? And yeah, they look at your first page of your tax return and says, well, sir, it says negative $100,000 here. You don't make any money. Yeah, I do. You got... No, you don't. Would it be fair to say that the big banks are used to, if you walk into a branch, they're used to just having that cookie cutter person that has a W-2 job that has like a 401k and like kind of saves saves their money. Like this is the kind of person they're looking for, not necessarily that real estate investor that has a complex tax return. Where you win at a bank is, I'm not even sure if it's a conventional loan and your cookie cutter you're going to win. Where you're really going to win but in they, a bank. They, they can well, underwrite that. They can yeah, understand yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're really going to win at a bank is, in my opinion, is you're a doctor and you have a million dollars with them and you're cookie cutter and you bought a $4 million house and you want to put you know, 20% down and get the best jumbo loan rate because you you're all in with them. They better beat everybody. That's where you're going to win at a bank. Besides that scenario, I don't know if you're winning. If you're a first-time home buyer and the guy behind the – I hear this all the time. They didn't explain anything to me. So that's where you're winning. The guy that's all in, that's easy, cookie-cutter, has one house or two houses, that's – Slam that's, dunk. You probably will beat any – your bank should beat any other bank. If, if not, then you should move all your money and go to the second bank that's going to beat them. That's literally – they should. And Crystal, you would agree. If you're all in, you would better think they're going to give you the best damn rate out there. Definitely. That's where you're going to win at a bank. Everywhere else, I don't think you're winning. Why? Because everywhere else, customer service is going to matter. And if you don't have a million dollars in and you're not this guy, you're not going to get the same customer service as the guy is because you're dealing with a different branch. So you're dealing with a private bank, then you're dealing with a regular bank, and there's two different banks. So what about all these? There's a lot of people now shopping online for loans, and there's a lot of those uh, the companies, online companies, that seem to have like ridiculous rates yep so why when would it make sense for somebody to go to them and when does it not it's simple to be honest do i have the lowest rates no on some stuff could i possibly because you might be that real estate investor for example that you go to that if you go to if you're a real estate investor go to that low online shop good luck 
hold on. It's like grabbing onto a rope and somebody just took off on the dock and you're behind a boat going 60 because that's what's going to happen. Well, those, I mean, basically those, those lenders are designed for cookie cutter W2 slam right. dunk deals. So, so basically those online lenders are very similar to a bank well, here, well, that, here. that they're used to underwriting a certain type of loan and they can do that like clockwork. It's just a machine. It just kind of goes it, as it, long as you're that co- cookie cutter person. But here's the, here's the back end to it. The people that are working there are getting paid minimal. That's why their rates are so cheap. Yes. So the person that you're dealing with is getting paid very like government wages for what they're doing. It's pretty sad. Like I would never go. It's like I hate to say it, it's almost like a sweatshop. That's why we laugh about it, but it is. So they're getting paid minimal. So as we always say, like a CPA says, if you get audited, it's the 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 guy at the auditor is a D student and your CPA is an A student. Who's gonna win? So I tell people, if you're the rate whore, I have to use that because if you're the rate, all you care about is the lowest rate, the cheapest rate. Go just go online and find the cheapest rate and go that debt. Go ahead. If something happens in your transaction and there's this or that, good luck. If you're in a purchase and something happens, good luck. They need those cookie cutter slam dunk deals because everybody in the process, they're order takers. Well, they do the same. No, their job, they do the same thing every day, all day long. They want the cookie cutter stuff. And so if something comes up that they're unfamiliar with, then you're the cog in the wheel. And what happens when you're the cog in the wheel? You get put to the side, no, you, you just, get no you, answers, you, you get you just, a denial. You just disrupted a, f- a machine. You basically, like you said, the machine's going, 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 and all of a sudden you're the kink in the wheel. They're like, hey, you got to get that out. I don't know what to do with it, but get it out because we've got another 100 deals coming in. So they're used to 90% of the deals are flow, 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 and the 10% is like, these are a pain in the ass. We really want to deal with them. And so, I mean, I, obviously we know that everything's kind of going in the way of technology, especially, yep. I mean, commercial hasn't gone that route, but residential for sure. There's a lot of those online companies. Now they're doing things like verifying employment and deposits and all this like electronically. So they're kind of going towards that like e-mortgage we have that, yeah. where you can get that. But so you, what you're saying is that's really for that cookie cutter deal right now. Like the, not, the, not necessarily. Like, so we're guaranteed rate. You go online, you fill out the application. Like I need you to fill out the application online. Why? Because our company is built to fill out the online application because it actually how our technology works. It puts you in the system. It gets the, you know, then you can upload all your docs. It doesn't matter if you're, I said, even if you're like, I don't know my income, just fill it out. And don't put anything in there. I'll, give me your tax returns. I'll put it in. It just sets us on the right tone. It gets you set up in our system, right? Right. So it's like it's getting set up. So where's somebody like me or any lender that's going to really help just like you is when you go to that online cookie cutter person, they have, they're just like, they're the little box. With us, we have over 50 lenders. So what do you think I can do? My box is a lot bigger. So something comes up or you're self-employed or you have over 10 finance properties, or you have five corporations, or you thought you can go full dock and you got to use bank savings statements, you know, or your jumbo investment, or you're this, or you're that. There's so many different scenarios in re- residential. It's 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 very wide range. So that's where we can help. So basically, you can help out in any of those scenarios. Yeah. The other thing is, if you're, you, you know, what you've about FHA, you, you've got VA. What about if you're? Got... What about if you have a credit problem? The person that's behind at a bank or those. They can't advise you. They can't help you. So what would you do if somebody has a credit issue? Let's say that they're really close to getting that better rate or hitting that credit score that they need. What would, what do you do? We're going to run a what if scenario. So I go in, I I go into your credit report with our company. I click on this thing. It's called what if. So I said, what if Crystal invested? What if Crystal's at 700? She wants to get to 720 just to get the pricings a quarter better, right? So I'm gonna. It's gonna tell me if Crystal invests a thousand bucks, five hundred bucks, five thousand bucks, whatever it is, we can get her credit up there. Then I take that and I send it back to you. Go, hey, could you pay down this credit card to this? Great. Then we're gonna. You're gonna send me that statement. We're gonna do a rapid rescore, which means we take. You pay down the credit card from five thousand to half to twenty five hundred bucks. You give me your statement right away, right, with your name, your account number that shows you owe twenty five hundred bucks. I then send that to the bureaus. It's called a rapid rescore. So we rapidly send it over there. What does that mean? So basically what we do is we take that paperwork that you gave me and instead of waiting 30 days for it to get updated on your credit report or 60 days, 
I go get that done in 48 hours. So that 720 credit score that usually would take 60 days to show up or 30, I can get it to show up in 48 hours. So that means why we're moving along in a refi or purchase transaction and you go, oh my gosh, I didn't know my credit went down. We're still moving along. When you pull your credit with the big bank, you're stuck. It's done. That's it. With us, nope. What I have is right when I fund your loan is what we will use. So if it's a 650 in the beginning, like I have somebody right now, it's going to go to 720. I'm using the 720. I'm not worried about it. I already know that what if scenario is really accurate if you follow it. So that's what if you have a collection on there and you're like, I don't know how to get this off. Well, I'm glad I can coach you through that. How many collections have I gotten off Crystal off people's credit? So many. Like not 10, not 20, probably over 100. I'm just laughing at some of the conversations I've heard you have with some of these. I help them with that. I get on a three-way because people don't yeah. talk to people. It's, it's, a, it's a, once again, once again, this all comes back to what you're talking about. Do you want to hire a professional or not? When you're in the middle of purchasing a home and it's probably your biggest asset, you're working, you have kids, right? You're living your life. You need a professional. I'm a professional. I can, I, when it gets stressful, it's not stressful for me because I do this every day. It's stressful for you. Buying a home, just buying a home without a loan is stressful. Mm-hmm. Why? Um, let's see. I live somewhere, so I got to hire movers. Then I got to clean the place. Then I got to move into my other place. Then I might have to buy new furniture. Then I got to close on a loan. Switching then I your get utilities and utilities. Just all the things. What is it? Yeah. Look at the list. Moving is one of the most stressful things. You're dealing with people that might be buying real estate three, four buildings a year, maybe one a year. They're not as stressed. It's a business. Well, secondly, our financing is just a whole different. Yeah, but what I'm saying is is you're dealing with people where it's a business. This is emotional. Even if you and I buy a primary residence, even though we're non-emotional, it's going to be more emotional because this is where we're going to live. I was just laughing because I remember when we when we had a house and we we got the loan. We were we do this every day for a living, and it was stressful. You know, you why? just don't know. Like, is something going to happen that we're not going to get approved? Because again, you're not thinking, but you're not thinking of it from a business mindset. You're thinking of it from an emotional place. That's your home. That's where you you've already got your heart set on moving there. That's your thing. So you need this kind of, it's not like, that's how you feel emotionally. Like I need this. And so you start thinking that way. So we even don't think as professionals, as business people, when, when we were buying our house. Yeah. Um, my Monty and I yeah. were doing videos yesterday and we were talking about like getting pre-qualified and it's so important. Um, we're doing that with Tiffany too. Like it's so important. Like we're talking about military people that have to move from, Virginia to here and they have four months. It's like some of them literally come here, find a home. Like I got to get pre-qualified. I'm already in escrow. You're in escrow. You haven't even sent your paperwork to somebody. I can deal with that stress, but can you? Some of them just cancel because it's sheer stress. Well, the other thing but is too is that front, you're front. you're you have to look at this. This is a competitive market, so you're competing with other people who had their shit together. So if you're that person that's coming, I mean, do agents even accept offers without pre-approvals? Yeah. I mean. No. Well, here's the thing. Some lender can just write a pre-qual and say, here you go. Right. But if you're a good selling agent, you'd say what? I need the pre-qual. Some ask for a credit report. Some ask for proof of funds. And some ask, oh, cool, I need to see the DU or LP, which is... DU is decision underwriting or LP is loan processor. DU is Fannie Mae. LP is Freddie Mac. I want to see that you actually ran them through the system and have an approval. Yeah, smart. So guarantee rate goes beyond Okay, so let's say that they don't even ask for that. But if you're competing, if you're in a multiple offer situation where a buyer presents that with their offer versus you who has a letter, who do you think they're going to go with? Who are they going to be more serious about? I mean, I know who I'd be. I mean, this is basically like a resume. Yeah. And the other thing is to go beyond that guarantee rate. What I love about it is we have, here's a prequel. Here's a prequel that ran to you. And here's an approval. So what a lot of people, because we're competitive, you want to close. Let's say you're going to go buy a home in 90 days. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm going to write offers that I want to close in 21 days or maybe less. And you go, Kenny, can you do that? Yeah. What's, how can I be 
ready to go. So I'm, I cut the stress out of my life because you already know it's stressful. People think they're like, oh, it's just, well, it won't be that stressful. It's always stressful. It's always something, right? Yeah. We always say that in residential, something's going to come up. It just comes up. It could be the house. It could be this, whatever it is, right? It always comes up in a transaction. So we do a thing where you can submit all your paperwork to me. I can go get it underwritten. And what do I need? I have a full approval. I need an appraisal. I need a purchase contract. I need title and escrow. And I need your insurance. And I'm ready to close. So imagine if you're in that position, Crystal, and all you need is those five things. And you're like, oh, I'll write a 21-day offer. And you submit it to the seller and go, oh, by the way, we're fully approved, underwriting approval. Here you go. I just need these five things. And then some guy come, and I can close in 21 days. And if we really, really need to get aggressive, I can call my lender and I'm sure he can get it done in 15 or 14 days if we really have to because we have everything and we're ready to go. And then this guy over here goes, oh, we have a DU approval. That doesn't mean that you still have to go through That's the process. That's huge, yeah. I mean, because also, too, you have to think about this when you're submitting your offer and you found this house that you really love. You're competing with other buyers that may have that scenario. Or maybe you're competing with somebody with an all-cash offer who doesn't need an appraisal and yep. who doesn't need a loan contingency. So you basically, if you're not in a position to do that, what you're saying is you need to put your best foot forward and have you could even have loan approval to submit. So that way, the only thing— Well, just stop what you said. Loan contingency. Yeah. You already have an approval. So you're yeah. like, oh, loan contingency? Cool. Uh, we'll no do- contingencies. Or, you know what? Just to make sure, like, I want to check— We'll do that. We'll have it done in three days or five days. Usually it's 17 days. What we're trying to say is, is if people want to buy real estate, whether they're investing or buying a home, you want to be successful. Right. There's professionals like us out there all over. And this is why we make a living. And this is why we do what we do because we've been doing this and we can help you have, make sure you're successful, make sure you're set up for success. And I would just encourage people to listen to what we tell you because we do this every day, all day, and we will really, really help you. We want you to win. We want you to win so bad because we want you to have a great experience because then we want you to go tell five people that how great we are, and then we get referrals because that's pretty much over the last 15 years have you and I built our business. And you and I get so many referrals from clients, from actual clients. Yeah, I would say that's still still most of my businesses. It's not based. It's we not do even, marketing, but but most but, of but the thing is, is I tell people our our referrals are from clients, not like as much as real estate, everything else. Like some people, it's all real estate, which is great. We get them from clients because clients we've we've usually taken somebody out of a crazy position or helped somebody or, you know, we've had some crazy scenarios, but that's turned into a lot of business for us. Mm-hmm. I just think of, you know, one referral we got is I sent a postcard out. I did a jumbo loan up in San Francisco. He refers to his friend down here getting a divorce. We paid off his wife a million dollars, big apartment building. You know who mm-hmm. I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. That one postcard, because I did a great job and helped him out. And what did I do? Why did I help him out? Because his credit was 100 points less. And I taught him how to remove something off his credit, get it up. He's able to pull cash out. He was hurting because his apartments in Arizona were way undervalued. Remember, there were 30, 40% vacancy, and he's about ready to lose it, but we were able to get him some cash out of some buildings. I started with the house, redo his whole portfolio, turn his life around. His friend down here, and that $1.95 million loan turned into probably, I don't even know, $30 million of loans. Yeah, absolutely. That that had nothing to do with mark that had to do with marketing and meetum, but at the end of the day it dealt with and the client that comes in hugs us now, which is amazing because he is he doesn't care if somebody it's it's because we've helped them through tough positions and the trust and loyalty is there. And we, we haven't just guided him in loans, we've guided him in a lot of different things. A lot. Like you're an advisor for him in many ways. Absolutely. I mean, we advise him on everything that he does. So um, he he doesn't sign a piece of paper without me reviewing it. So that's kind of where we're at. And that's that's kind of the power of what we offer for people that they feel compelled to. We feel at this point in our lives, Crystal and I have become more advisors. I think even Monty just being around us, like listening. It's funny when people go, what do you do? And I hate to say like, oh, I'm a loan officer, because honestly, I don't feel like a loan officer. I feel like if somebody... I, I, I want somebody to come with me with a major problem and I get to fix it. That excites me because I know that 
it's such a crazy time for them and they're so stressed. And sometimes for me, I'm like, this is so easy to fix. It's like a counselor when you go in there, like Doug would say, he'd be like, I remember I asked him, I go, hey, what's this? He goes, oh, this is like the bread and butter. People come in, they're like, oh, we're having this problem, that problem. Goes, okay, sit down. This is going to be fixed in three or five sessions. Because he knows. It's like, oh, you guys aren't seeing eye to eye. I can fix this. For us, it's like most of the time, 90% of the time, it's that. There is a 10% we're like, wow, this is definitely going to be a tough one. We're going to earn our commission on this one. And we're going to really help the client. But that turns around and gives us a lot of business in return. Because sometimes it's not just the client. The real estate is like, wow, you got that done. How would you get that done? It's well, unlike else. you said, I think with r- real estate, you usually have the, they call the three Ds. It's like death, divorce, and dissolution of a partnership. All three of those scenarios are emotional, stressful situations. So you can't always see what your options are. You're not in that kind of mindset to, to think clearly. Um, so we help people through that, and that's – really rewarding for I, th- I think that's one of my favorite things to do is help people where they don't think that that it's possible so um what's your um to wrap this up what's your number one piece of advice you want to leave with somebody today of why what you would not even why they hire you what if somebody's looking to refi or buy an apartment building and they're looking for a lender or something or what they're looking for what do you as a one piece of advice you're going to tell them that's a good question because everybody has kind of a different situation and scenario. I think my advice is is even if you think that you have a lender that you can that you're going to go directly to and that you have this deal, uh, I would encourage you to reach out to someone like me and talk to me about the situation. It doesn't cost money to have kind of a, a phone consultation if you want to call it that, but it doesn't hurt you and it doesn't cost you any money to talk to an expert about this to make sure that you're on the right path. When you're going to make a big financial decision, uh, it's definitely smart to talk to multiple people to make sure that that is the best path for you, that you know all of your options, and that this is the best way to move forward. I would say for anybody buying, you know, residential is don't wait till it's too late, meaning don't wait till you're in escrow. Like if you know you're going to buy a house in the next six months, Go meet and talk to a few lenders. Like now, why are you? What are you waiting for? If there's a problem with your credit, it could take sixty days to clean it up, because you might have to go work and fight and argue with somebody to get it off your credit. If you're in escrow and your credit's down a hundred points, you literally could get a shitty rate because you just didn't prepare. So I would say is be proactive about everything. Find your lender. Find. Make sure you're the right insurance person. Make sure you know who your mover is going to be. Like, be proactive about everything because the process is stressful enough. And when you wait till the very end, have to do all that at one time, and you have your you have your job and your kids and the you know and life and this and that. Um, just be prepared, and try not to go on vacation in the middle of buying a home because it's even more stressful. <laughs> but thanks for listening. Hope you guys got some uh, value out of that. And at the end of the day, we're just here to help in any way. So if you ever need questions and you are dealing with another lender or whatever and you want a second opinion, just call us. It doesn't hurt. We're not going to be insulted if you go with somebody else because, like I said, sometimes it could just be a 10-minute conversation to make sure what you're getting is the right deal and the best deal for you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.